Once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. I will be your father. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swagging Jack in some of his, his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. After further review, as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. You remember this one, Frank? Uh, oh, uh, were you here? Oh, uh, this is the new instrumental that we've we been playing. It's from SZA. I hate you. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, I, I, it sounded familiar, and then I was... Uh, I was just drawing a blank. Yeah, the, the girls on my basketball team like this song, especially when they say, no, I hate you, I do. And the girls say, I do. It's it's a pretty much man uh, yeah, uh, I Yeah, I think I made a reference to uh, a da- the old Dave Chappelle bit, the, the player the haters, haters ball. ball. Yes, <laughs> I hate you. I hate I you. Hate I hate you. I don't even know you, and I hate your guts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we got David Mann, God Harris here on the phone lines, and talking about hate. We got the Major League Baseball hate going on. Two first two series of the regular season gone, canceled, and we are in an owner's lockout. By the way, the owners aren't letting the players in. They're trying to make that clear, but there's no winners and losers. And the problem is this, is that baseball is crowd is dwindling. I mean, it used to be the national pastime. It's not. The first strike, I think, kind of attributed to that. And I don't know if they're going to learn their lesson, but they need to get a deal done. Your thoughts, Frank. And we'll also welcome David the Man Got Harris. Well, David, the one, what's up? Hold on. David, you there? Yep. Okay, cool. All right, go ahead, Frank. Well, the one thing that I wanted to bring up was an article written by a friend of the show, Derek Hutchinson, for, who writes for um, clickondetroit.com. He used to – I tried to get him on Twitter. I sent him a message to try to call and talk about some Michigan football and basketball, but he never reached back out to me. So, Well, he's probably – He's probably been uh, pretty occupied, but uh, what does he do now? Before I think he he's still a reporter for WDIV, or was he? Yeah, still- yeah. Well, yeah. He he uh, he's a he's actually a senior web producer for the, their website, which is clickondetroit.com. for WDIV. Yeah, d- that's it. Yeah, WDIV Local Four, Channel Four, whatever mm. whatever you call it. Up in the D for those that live in uh, uh, Ohio, maybe they don't watch none of the D's networks. So, <laughs> but yeah, but Clutch he he's been there for a while, so he's legit. Oh yeah. All right, go ahead. Well, uh, and look, I I could go into some whole spiel about how owners are a bunch of jerks and how Rob Manfred is the worst commissioner in all of sports. Uh, yes, David, I said that. I think he's worse than Roger Goodell, but that's another topic for another time. Get it off your chest if you need to. The but what what Hutch wrote was uh, about how the owners. There was apparently an offer they wanted to raise the luxury tax threshold from two hundred ten million to two hundred and twenty million. There were four owners who voted against it, mm-hmm. and 
it just so happens that all their names are out there, there, and one of them happened to be Chris Illich. Yes. The same Chris Illich who I have expressed my disdain for many a times on these airwaves and other places as well. Oh, and this just pretty much adds fuel to the fire that I think he is at the same table of idiotic owners as James Dolan, Daniel Snyder, the Ford family, Vivek Ranadive. What about Gore for the Pistons? Tom Gores. I could, I could go on and on, but you know, we're if we want to do a topic about owners who are complete idiots and that's me doing my damnedest to keep it FCC appropriate because this really grinds my years. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I could, we could do a whole show on this, but here here's what Hutch had to write. The luxury tax threshold, I mean, for those of you who aren't savvy with baseball, <coughs> excuse me. The baseball, of course, doesn't have a hard cap. They can spend as much as they want. Uh, and course that well it doesn't have a hard cap as far as like uh the nfl the nba has a salary cap but it can be very manipulated yeah and and if you want to you can go over and people can pay luxury taxes and stuff like that so it's kind of like major league baseball nba is like a morph of the football and baseball sort of there's a cap but you can kind of get around it where nfl has a hard cap this is what it is and that's why you see so many offseason accusations and like amari cooper getting released it's a hard cap but in baseball you just everyone gets paid, but here's the thing, and this is part of the, the problem of the lockout. Everyone thinks you can get rich in baseball, but normally only the top two players on the team probably get the most money, and then everyone else is making league minimum, and they want to raise the league minimum. I think from what is it, five hundred thousand, about eight hundred thousand, something like that in the weeds. All right, keep going. Yeah, well, I mean, it goes on to say that. Uh, that's the few financial aspects of the MLB's old collective bargaining agreement that actually favor the players. But the problem is they treat the luxury tax threshold held or competitive balance threshold as if it is a salary cap. Any team that exceeds it has to pay hefty penalties. So let's say if the for this past season the luxury tax threshold was $210 million. So if payroll got to two twenty team would be taxed an extra $10 million. Her, and the extra $10 million. The penalty for the team, team over the threshold was 20%, so they'd have to pay an extra $2 million. Which, again, a lot of the, these owners are worth billions of dollars, so paying an extra $2 million is basically pocket change to them. Um, and it... Um, and of course, everyone because everyone knows that baseball is not a level playing field. And you have organizations like the New York Yankees who, not literally but practically, print money. Mm-hmm. And they try and high and and balance things on revenue sharing, draft pick compensation, reverse standings, draft order, and luxury tax. Mm-hmm. And if they open the floodgates and allow teams to spend without penalty. The small market teams like the Rays and the A's would be completely priced out of contention because uncompetitive franchises are bad for business. Yes, and, and, and 
But also what's bad is the cheap franchises, and David, I think, is very quite familiar with a cheap franchise in the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> that is right. His franchise is cheap. I guess we'll, we'll try to inform fans of what's really going on. And Your point and my point kind of get to go together on this. Obviously, the competitive balance tax, the CBT, I'm pretty sure people have all heard this. We have mentioned it's a soft salary cap for the league. Um, in 2021, that was set at 210 million. The players want 245. The owners want 214. They said even they went up to 215 this past weekend, not this weekend, but the weekend before. Maybe even 220. So there's a yeah. That's point. what that's what I was getting at is that they there was a proposal raised to 220, but four owners. It was uh, it was the uh, Reds owner, the A's owner. I think, and then the Angels owner, and then Chris Illich all said no. And they, they want, and then also they want the minimum salary to raise up to six hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. Now, here's the proposal. Obviously, when you go through the deal, things raise. But they want two hundred twenty million from twenty-two, twenty-three, and twenty-four. Then in twenty-five, it raises four million, and then it'll raise six more million to twenty twenty-six when that deal is expired. Um. The, the the ML Major League Baseball is okay not increasing the tax rate. That's a sticking point because right now they want the, the players want two forty five, we want two twenty, but it won't even get to two forty five by the end of the contract. So that's that right there. I can see why there's there's a problem there. So they they can't get that. And plus, you got to talk about inflation increase and everything like that. This the CBT gets to star players play like we've mentioned before. But here's the problem. Majority of players are making the league minimum, and that's where the, the sticking point is. And people think that, well, man, because I have a friend that's on Facebook that thinks that, well, my my son should play baseball because he's going to get paid. Well, kind of if you're a star player, but you're the one percenter or the half percenter that's going to do this. So that's what they're trying to they're going on, and it's and it's very complicated. But a lot of owners don't want to budge because here's why, as you said before. The Yankees can go over and spend what they want, get the penalized tax. But somebody like Pittsburgh, who doesn't have a high budget, you're back to where you're at. You still can't get star players. You can't retain them. You can't hold them. And I think a lot of owners are like, well, look, you know, if I go over, it hurts me more to get taxed than somebody that's with the Yankees. So you're kind of spinning the wheel here. But also, too, we're— Nobody's saying you have to spend up to the limit. I mean, the problem the thing if you want to be competitive, you sit there and you and you 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 we make fun of the pirates, we make fun of the tigers, but if you don't spend money, you're going to be ass. The tigers were good when Illich, older Illich passed on, spent money. Yeah, if you I don't mean, spend money, you're not going to be good. Yeah. But I think I think also but I think uh, there's some owners that are just going to the complete opposite extreme. I mean, we saw we saw that with Chris Illich when, once he took over, and he said, "Oh, when oh when it comes time, I'll spend." Well, it's been we've been hearing the same excuse over and over again, and of course, even this off season too, he who he said goes to address it. Says he's got to get a shortstop. Goes with the cheapest option possible. Mm-hmm. Oh, and signs a pitcher. Eduardo Rodriguez, which I thought was a good signing, but I didn't think it was going to be like the wasn't the best, but wasn't the worst. Again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into too much detail as to how it is, but again, Chris Illich, nothing like his dad. I mean, look, 
Mike Mike said, "Hey, I'm not gonna uh, spe- I'm not gonna go over the luxury tax threshold, but if there's somebody that I believe can help us win, yeah, I'll do it, and, and I'll and I'll pay whatever." Who said that? That was what Mike Illich said. But it seems like to me they're just going round and round, and I and I guess I, as you get older. You get more fiscally conservative. I tell people when you're younger, you look at the players and you, you I got to get mine and you got to get hungry. But as I'm reading this, and this is this is from 7:10 a.m. ESPN Seattle, and I'm reading this. Basically, the, the major sticking points is the CBT. Uh, I know that's a thing with the younger players where you service service time, service time that, and the expanded playoff pool where people think it's watering down the competition. But obviously. With the TV contracts, more games on the TV in postseason means more dollar, dollar, dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> but here's the problem, though. Once again, where I see this, it's still they need to get a balance where it's going to be fair. I can understand where the Pirates are coming from or the Kansas City Royals are coming from. Once again, in Major League Baseball, you got a minor league system in Major League Baseball. The Mets, the Yankees, the Dodgers, somewhat the Braves. The Tigers, if they want to spin, are always going to be on top. And then little teams like maybe the Brewers, the the Mariners, somewhat, or Kansas City. Or the are, Cle- or even the Cleveland Guardians. Guardians Ugh, I got to get used to saying that. Are so. not going to be very competitive. They kind of can, but like the Tampa Bay Rays, I don't know how they do it. But you got to be creative at this. But let's be honest. There's just some teams you just got flows and flows of money. But okay, correct what I said earlier. Or I said it was the A's owner. It's actually the um, Arizona Diamondbacks owner, Ken Kendrick, Bob Castellani of the Reds, and Art, Artie Moreno of the Angels, along with Chris Illich, that voted against the $220 million threshold. And then, of course, this is this is what Hutch really said. Players want the luxury, the luxury tax threshold to increase odd par with how revenue has increased so that teams which are making more money than ever before spend some of that additional money on players. 220 is far below what they want, which is 238. Mm-hmm. And now, and what well, I guess what really drives me nuts is if it's at 210 million and it goes up an additional 10 million dollars, there's it's when these billionaire owners are are essentially throwing a fit about the threshold goes up 10 million dollars. That's actually good for you because that means means you're not gonna if you're you only have to worry about running into getting penalized money, which you shouldn't be too concerned anyway because you're worth billions. Yeah, but <sighs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, but billionaires but you, crying poor. It, well, you know why they're sense. billionaires because they were fiscally conservative and acted poor. You're only going to become rich if you kind of penny pinch. I mean, I hate to be a rhymer right there, but it makes sense. And, you know, even though it's billions for me and you, we're the average American. So billions is a lot. But if you could be a millionaire and go broke, I'm sure you can be a billionaire and go broke. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to be fiscally conservative to try to put a good product on the field, but also run the franchise. You you can't just be spending, spending, spending. Like I said before, I think Major League Baseball, the problem is, well, they don't really market very well because – of that, but there's some teams that'll just never be competitive, and one of them is the Pirates. And some people probably think that the Pirates are being cheap, but maybe the the, the problem is 
Pittsburgh's just not bringing in enough revenue. So you can't keep your players. I mean, is that right, David? Or what do you think? I mean, you're the Pittsburgh guy, David. David, you there? Yeah. So I think kind of part of it is that kind of the revenue aspect, you're looking at small markets. But then at the same time, you can't, it can't just be, oh, small market, no revenue. It's also, you have to look at some ownership. Like I was kind of doing a little bit of research. You're just thinking about the last couple of years, like some of the big trades where we're trading where our star players for prospects, like, like that's not going to help you be competitively balanced. That's not going to help you be or grow from a small market, you know, doormat, everyone just walking over you to a team like the Tampa Bay Rays. Like, yes, it worked for Tampa Bay where they're able to use their farm system to be able to improve. But again, you have to keep those players mm-hmm. into the big leagues and build around them instead of trading them away for right. guys that you only have for a season or two. And you're, so you're kind training of, them for prospect. You know, you get the kid. Like I said, it's a minor league system. When in the major league system, you get some prospects. They come up through the ranks. They do well for you. You get you get that mirage of oh, we can contend in a year or two. And the next thing you know, the contract's up and they're ready to get paid. Well, crap. We don't have the money to really pay these guys. And the next thing you know. Uh, we got to give them this. You know what I'm saying? That's that's where I, that's where I'm upset about. Yeah, and I mean I can understand that, but I also think kind of this whole like this is all Rob Manfred's doing. This is all on the owners. This is not on the players. Players want to get paid, and the owners, like you said, are penny pinching and being conservative. Like they had a whole month and a half between when they announced it in the end of December, and then when the first offer came to even have a collective bargaining. Like, this is what the owners want. The players want to get paid, and so by canceling games in the regular season, which is when the players only get paid, is during the season, you're basically, you know, saying, we're taking away your money and your livelihood. Like, this is what the owners want. They don't want to pay the players. They don't want to do what's best for the players, just because they're thinking about their bottom line. And it's hurting the game, and... All of it stops at the foot, you know, at the uh, doorstop of Rob Manfred. But like, you guys got to understand, though, who does Rob Manfred work for? Works for the owners, exactly. So if the owners are paying you, do you really think he's going to go against the owners? Yeah, but if you recognize that you're playing with fire, if you're looking at this, all of this, well, I mean. All of this was concocted by Manfred and, or basically the owners, you know, and Manfred being the commissioner. So yeah, this is what is on the owners. Manfred's going to be the face of it. I mean, if he had, you know, any kind of alcohol, and AC would have been like, "Hey, let's like figure something out," instead of waiting till the last minute and then kind of talking about both sides of his mouth. But, but, you know, but, but he's going to right. I totally understand that, but he's going to have special interest for the owners. That's just like any place you work at. You know, I'd always tell people like when I where I work at, the supervisors are going to stick with the supervisors. I mean, you can go up to higher management and and complain that someone's doing you wrong, but at the end of the day, the person that you're complaining to, if they're a band of 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 people together and they have a special interest, they're going to lean that way. Manfred's going to lean towards the owners because let's face it, the owners pretty much, I believe, pay his salary just like any other NBA league or, or excuse me, NBA, Major League Baseball or football or hockey. So he's going to lean toward the owners a little bit. He's not going to just be like, yeah, I'm going to be with the players. Should he be a middleman? Yes. 
But let's be honest, though. He's not. And the owners are richer and they're paying for a salary. And he kind of has to deal with the owners a little bit more than individual players. Hmm. But, I mean, go, going back to going back to Chris Illich. This got is, two more two more minutes. Yeah. Because when Mike died, uh, the Tigers had the fourth highest payroll. Since Chris has taken over, their payroll has been 19th, 20th, 22nd, and 23rd. And they've paid up for... They paid up for free agents, obviously, Eduardo Rodriguez and Javi Baez. Again, I won't get into my thoughts on those guys. Just bad, just bad contracts. Well, basically allowing them to opt out after two years if they have if they're good. Which, again, I think that's an indictment more on Alvila. Yeah, general manager. Yeah, but here's what this is what Hutch says: by opposing a small increase to the luxury tax threshold. Chris Illich isn't exactly silencing those who view him as a cheap owner. And because pretty much everyone, myself included, believes that he cares more about money than winning games. But but according to this report, he cares more about money than having games at all. Well, my, my belief is if you want if you want to be an owner of a professional sports team. You at least need to show that you actually give a damn about what you own. You want to at least care for it. You can't just... But why are you saying he's not caring for it? I mean, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We don't know what's going on with the books. Sounds like, to me, everybody wants to be a winner. But at the end of the day, it's sports. And we get it and we're looking at it, but it's a business. Maybe he has to cut pay because of all the years that they spent from the mid-2000s or early to mid after that debacle, early 2000s Tigers to the mid-2000s, all the way. If you had a 10 to 15-year span where you were very competitive and spending money, now you're at the point where you got to pay the reaper about it. And, and maybe he has to cut salary so then he can bump back up and get better. You always have the ebbs and flows. And Detroit's not a New York market, but all, but it's, but like I said, it seems like he takes it to opposite extremes. I mean, you don't. Nobody's saying you gotta spend money like the Pirates or the Guardians do. Nobody says you have to have a twenty-eight million dollar payroll. No, but the Guardians are usually competitive almost every year. But, but, but I mean, there there's a middle there's a middle ground. But do you, you want to be middle? Yeah, you can you can be at the you can at least you don't have to spend all the way to. To the luxury tax, you can still go spend a decent amount of money, field a somewhat competitive team, and not have to worry about paying luxury tax. Well, here, Frank, let's look at this. I think Illich is doing this as a businessman, kind of smart. And I'll take and this is and you, you might you and Hutch might not like this point, and, and David won't. Either you're in it to win it, or you're not. Why go back? And we've talked about this several times on this show. Why do you want to be in the hamster wheel of mediocrity or the hamster wheel of being average? Yeah, we're spending money on these middle-of-the-road players, and we got a chance to be in the playoffs. We get in the, we get in the wild card game, and then we lose. Or we get in the divisional series. And okay, cool. Or we get in the championship series and we lose, but you're not even really competing year in, year out for a World Series. So why spend the money if you're not competing for a World Series title? You might as well save your cash, take a few bumpy years, build that collateral up, and then go hit the home run. That's how I think some of these guys are looking at it, because there's no point of being in the hamster wheel of average. 
being in the middle of the pack, or some years you win the division, and some years you, that, that it gets tiring after a while. Either you're in it or you're not. The point is, it's trying to win a World Series title, and he saw that. They spent money, they were in contention for it. Great. Or you just be bad. I, I, don't, I think nowadays there's really no middle ground, because if you stay in the middle, it's just like the NBA analogy. Why always be the fifth seed every year? You're never going to win the championship. You're never going to get great lottery picks to replenish your 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 team. You're going to be in that fifth seed. You win a first round game and you get knocked out in the second round. This is the same thing in baseball. Sometimes you might win a division title. Sometimes you might sneak in the wild card. That's it. That's that's dumb. Well, the, the other thing too is my my belief is Major League Baseball is not like the NBA. I mean, you're not. I understand that. I I don't see the MLB GMs trying to be like uh, we'll use. Sam Presti, Oklahoma City Thunder GM. I mean, he re- he recognized that hey, we're not close to winning a championship, so he basically sold off assets it got and basically has a war chest of draft capital. Pretty smart. Yeah, we're not going to win the championship, so why even try? But I mean, baseball, you pretty much. It's a lot. It, you and he knows can't talent. Sam Giddy or Giddy over Sam there. Presti. Sam Presti. No, no, but there's a player named Giddy. Oh. That's really talented, and LeBron gave him his props. Every he has, Pressy has good eye for talent. He eyed well, Durant was easy, but guess who he eyed? He eyed Westbrook. He eyed Harden, Shea Gilgis Alexander, and Giddy. Now there's a, there's a plethora of players that he's he's noticed that he's made the at least made them competitive and and done it without spending a whole bunch of cash. I'm trying to try show you that all the owners are almost the same in every league. If I'm not going to compete. There's no point in spending a whole bunch of money and getting this tax threshold. Or if I want to go out and spend and you can only get me to a divisional series, that's dumb. That's just dumb. It does nothing. You get, it's like you get my hopes up high. It's like, here, I'm going to give you a taste of the champagne, but you only get a drip. You don't get the full bottle. How would you like that? Or how would, Or are you one of those people... Well, at least we made it to the playoffs. No, I'm definitely not one of those people. Are you one of those people that likes to sport your divisional or wild card t-shirt or no, sweatshirt? No, 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 no. You're trying to get a World Series championship sweatshirt or t-shirt. So I can understand with these owners. I'm not going to spend a whole bunch of money and almost make the 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 the, the, the uh, club bankrupt. If I, if you're not getting me some hardware, no. Do you see that point? I do. Okay, keep going, David. What do you think? We got about two, one more minute. I mean, I don't know. I'm still worried that when we make it to the playoffs. I mean, I'm just saying, as a Pirates fan, because you're desperate. It, it, you're desperate. It, it, it had been a it had been a couple of decades. You're desperate. But yeah, I, I, I mean, get it. I, Nobody I likes to. I understand that you don't like the 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 the, the, the losing. If, if I will tell you this, fellas, if the economics weren't so steep in this, I'm pretty sure that the owners would spend money and try to make the teams competitive. But you got to look at it like this, and I, and I look at it this way too. You're afraid to overspend for a bust like the Tigers did. They overspent. The guy opts out after two years. Waste of time. They're not trying to waste time. And some owners know that, you know, maybe I can get lucky and get a prospect and hit it big for the cheap. But the thing about it is if you're not going to be competing – at all, there's no point of wasting money on players that are not gonna. You're gonna deal with headaches. We're not winning. I'm paying you all this money. What for? I can go over here and get these guys for the cheap and have a losing record. Like I said, if you're not giving, if you're not getting me some hardware or anything like that, or at least getting me some exposure. 
to build our brand, there's no point to it. To be quite honest with you, I don't really think it's really the players or the owners. It's just how the major league system is set up. Maybe they need to go to like a hard cap like the NFL so that teams are competitive. Look at the NFL. Every year the teams have a chance to be competitive and win a Super Bowl, which then brings fans in and it keeps fan bases happy. And Major League Baseball going to do that? No, they're not going to do it because players want to get paid. See what I'm saying? I think it's more the system is flawed than anything with the owners and the players. Last thoughts, fellas. I got I to gotta ask David this, too. Am I, am I crazy if I'm getting vibes of the 2004-2005 NHL lockout that had the whole season canceled? You're crazy. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I I don't want I don't want it to happen. I mean, but look how long it took for NHL to bounce back. It almost took fifteen to twenty years. I mean, they soured a relationship with ESPN. The marketing was bad. There was actually some really good hockey after that lockout season, but nobody would really remember to know about it because one, the games weren't televised, and two, I mean, look at those great Blackhawks teams. I don't think they'll ever really get remembered like they should from like the teams from the nineties because the contract deals were bad and people lost interest in hockey. The hockey interest is coming back. Major League Baseball knows if you cancel this season, bye-bye baseball. It will never be the same, and I wouldn't be surprised if baseball becomes the fourth-watched sport, and it could die off. I think it's already headed that way. I think there's. I think you're right, but I think in, in a retrospect, it can be saved. Well, the, the, the only thing that's kind of giving me pause as to how it's not because given the way how negotiations have gone where it seems like they don't they just don't want to sit and talk or seem to be committed to getting this worked out is the fact that Rob Manfred and uh, uh, whoever MLBPA head is I think it's Tony, Tony Clark, Clark yeah, former Tiger they're not they're not calling each other AHs like how uh uh, Bill Daly, when he was deputy commissioner back in 2005 of the NHL, and uh, I think it was Bob Goodenow who was the head of the Players Association, were calling each other AHs. Right. <laughs> but the thing about it is, 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 Frank, is that they need to get the hammer out this deal done. I understand where they're coming from. I think, though, that it, it needs to be – it's a flawed system. But Major League Baseball needs to take uh, – uh, a note from the NBA and possibly the NHL. You need to market your scars if you want to get more money in the league. You know, Trout is one of their best players. And and if Trout walked in here in University of Toledo or walked in a mall, nobody would know who Trout is. Let's be let's be honest. Their stars aren't marketed. Their marketing is bad. It is this. So they need an overhaul of complete major league baseball. And they need to get back out in the communities. And they need to get get out on television. Maybe have more uh primetime games and also maybe make the game a little bit more excitable. I don't know. A lot of people go to minor league baseball games. Guess what? They're going there for it to be an event. They don't really care what the teams are doing, but it's there just to be outside on a nice, nice summer day and watch some decent quality baseball. They do it all the time for the Mud Hens. But the Mud Hens market a lot. David, last word. Yeah, I think starting with that overall, is, you know, it would help if they had a commissioner that actually cared about baseball. And Manfred's shown throughout this lockout that He's probably one of the biggest issues. So if we're going to overhaul anything, got to start with the top. Yeah, okay. That, that, that's, that is, is a solid Is he point. a bigger idiot than Roger Goodell? No. Absolutely not. Manfred's the worst. Man, Manfred is. Manfred so, so makes he is a bigger idiot. He's a bigger idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's, well, 
I think also Roger Goodell is kind of he's got some charisma to him. So a lot of times when he makes a lot of flaws, a lot of times I think he he goes back to his charisma. I, I will say that. Would you agree, David? That charisma that Goodell has a lot of charisma. Yeah, Goodell actually like shows that he cares about like he's invested. Like if something happens, like he's gonna be relatively proactive. Not all the time, but he shows like he has a heart for things. Manfred Manfred's pretending to play golf in the middle of a lockout. Like no. Or smirking and laughing, you know, it, it is what it is. Anyway, I hate you and uh so does the major league baseball players and the union they hate each or the union and the owners they hate each other. Anyway, listen to 88.3 WCs. After further review, we'll take a quick break. Coming up next, State of the State. He did this in football. He's doing it for basketball. This will be pretty interesting, Frank. Stay tuned. Yes. Listen to 88.3 WCTs after further review. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes. Go to WCTs after further review with a picture of Frank Bashner in the horse's head. When we return, more of the show action-packed with the three amigos, myself, Frank, and David the Man Got Harris. <laughs> 